Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Warning, this episode contains a lot of swearing. If you have kids around, I highly recommend putting some earphones in for this segment. Hello everyone and welcome to the Nasty Woman Club, your weekly catch-up on news, issues and events in the world of intersectional feminism. I am the Nasty Woman Club founder, host, journalist Demi Lynch and I'll be in your ears for the duration of this episode. This week on the show, I'm going to be speaking with entertainment journalist and founder of Celebrity Kind, Nahal Deglish. We spoke about Kanye West and how the media reports on mental health. I also went on a deep dive, rant, vent, whatever you want to call it, about Karen's and the need for not wearing a piece of fabric over their face in the middle of a global pandemic. Before I get into this week of news in the world of intersectional feminism, I firstly wanted to announce something to you all that I forgot to mention in my previous episode of The Catch-Up. Last week, I decided to start two Facebook groups. The first one is called The Catch-Up, so it is an extension of today's podcast segment. It's a place where people of all genders, races, countries, sexualities, abilities and more can discuss issues and news stories that matter to them. I created it so we can further educate ourselves about issues that we may not know much about because the media doesn't tell us much about it or because the news in our area doesn't look at, say, news stories happening in a small community all across the world. The second Facebook group is called Unfiltered. It is a safe place for women and the trans and non-binary community It is a space where you can talk about taboo topics and issues such as mental health, porn, sex, body issues, finances and more. I really want it to be a place where we can just all come together as a community and just talk about things we don't feel like talking about openly on our own Facebook pages or even just in person to our loved ones. So the links for these Facebook groups will be in today's show notes. Please join them. I would love to really create a community with the Nasty Woman Club, and I really think these groups will help with that. I really do. Anyway, without further ado, it's time to kick off the show with news, issues, and stories from the week that was. This week in intersectional feminism. I do not need a mask. I suggest you update yourself on what the Department of Human Services have put on with regards to masks and who needs to wear them. Remember, this is about your control, it's about your compliance, it's about silencing you. And you're discriminating against me. We're all just trying to all be in this together. All in what together? I actually don't. And you're not authorised by the Australian government to even question me about it. The condition of entry of our four is... Then that's discrimination and I can have you sued personally for discriminating against me as a woman. Well, 
I don't need to tell you that. I don't know you. I don't need to answer your questions. No. Have I committed a crime? Yes. Today on the catch up, I wanted to talk to you all about Karens. Now, there are three Karens that are circulating the Australian media right now. They all have names that aren't Karen, but I've decided not to use their real names. I've decided to use the term Karen. Now, some people do find the term Karen as problematic. They say, oh, that's unfair. That's quote-unquote reverse racism and all I can say to that is I don't give a damn okay I see Karens as people that are overtly rude to hospitality and retail staff for no good reason just because they have to have everything their way I see Karens as people that call the police on black people for no reason other than because they have white privilege and I see Karens as being the anti-vaxxers that don't believe in vaccinations because it causes autism making out as if autism is the worst thing that happens to the world which is so great for people on the spectrum to hear so great So yes, I'll be using the term Karen, and I'll be calling these women Karen. So last week, Melbourne and nearby regions enforced this new rule that people in public spaces have to wear a face mask because of, you know, the global pandemic that's killing hundreds of thousands of people, you know, that. And I thought it was just going to be, okay, people put their mask on great, we're all part of a team here, we're all going to help slow down the cases in Victoria right now, because right now Victoria is a mess. And I'm not going to say, oh, it's this person's fault or this person's fault. I think it could have happened to any state. Yes, there were lots of problems that happened due to the hotel quarantine, due to the guards, etc, etc, but all those problems came together and that's how the cases increase. I think it could have happened to anyone, but I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk about the reaction of some people feeling like being told what to do is somehow taking away their human rights. Hmm. So those of you that have been avoiding social media this past week, which, which you people are amazing if you are, oh my god, I wish I could not be on social media right now. It's just a hot mess. Um, there have been three women circulating all over Facebook and Instagram and whatnot for being Karens. Now, the first one, (laughs) the first one is called Checkpoint Karen. Now, what she did, she tried to leave Victoria and right now there are all these police officers at all these checkpoints between the states of Victoria and New South Wales and she did not want to answer their questions of simply saying where have you been just to make sure she wasn't at a hot spot but no she had to give them whole speech about saying am I arrested oh legally I don't have to tell you this blah 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 even though the premier has been talking about this on the TV for the past week. And then there's the second Karen. The second Karen is the Bunnings Karen. Now, she has gone everywhere on the internet. And again, I'm not going to say her name. I'm not going to give her her 15 minutes of fame. She's just going to be a Karen like every other Karen out there. Mm-hmm. She is the one that harassed and yelled at staff at Bunnings. Even when they asked her to stop filming, she continued to film. And she made it out as if they were discriminating against her because she was a woman. Hmm. I'm going to rant in a second. The third Karen has been called 
um, Karen from Bunnings 2.0. So she was seen in Bunnings as well, this woman, and the staff were going to call the police, and then she got angry at them, and just again used the same privileged language of saying like, oh, you don't know the actual laws, okay? You don't actually know what you're talking about, okay? I legally can do whatever I want. I don't have to wear a mask, okay? My body, my choice. <sighs> and that Karen got put on the Today Show so that she could be given a platform to talk about her anti-mask views and how the pandemic is not real. I'm going to go back to that later. Anyway, okay, people that are anti-maskers. Whew, I need a drink of water, I think. Okay, firstly, this is going to be a rant. This is going to be a rant. I warned you, I warned you. Firstly, there are people out there with mental health conditions and disabilities that can attain a medical certificate to not wear a mask. And some of those are even wearing masks because they know it's going to help. Now, that's not me saying the people that have medical certificates due to a mental health condition or disability, it's wrong on them to not wear a mask. If they can't physically, mentally wear one, I get it. But, so that is why these Karens really need to consider how privileged and lucky they are that they can even wear a mask. They can probably afford a mask. There are thousands of people in Victoria and the world that cannot even afford a mask, that cannot even afford to stay healthy and stay safe from this pandemic. Now, secondly, Karens. The thing that drives me mad about Karens is from a personal experience in a sense that I have been harassed and yelled at by people in hospitality and retail who think they know better, who think the customer is always right, who think that you don't have a voice or an opinion or and not even a human just because you work at a retail or hospitality place. All these Karens did just that, in particular those Bunnings Karens. They went in and they knew that they were going to argue with these people. And they just tore them apart. And they're just, they're trying to do their fucking job. That's all they're there for. These staff at Buddings are just there to do their fucking jobs. They don't want to have to deal with people like you. Okay? They don't want to have to try and remember every single law in Australia's history because you're trying to, quote-unquote, educate them on your views and your opinions on what the law is. They're just trying to do their jobs and keep everyone safe. That's what their bosses told them to do, and that's what they're going to do. I just don't understand people that purposely argue for the sake of arguing. And there are so many people out there like that, and these Karens are exactly those people. They are arguing for the sake of arguing. They just want that 15 minutes of fame. They just want that attention at the price of harassing staff that are just trying to work. Another thing that is frustrating me about these Karens from Victoria is the fact that they think that they know better than everyone else. They think that COVID-19 is a scam. They think that it's all a hoax and that they are, they are beating everyone because they know the truth. They know that this is all a conspiracy. What do you have to say then for all the scientists, medical experts, doctors, nurses, health ministers? What do you have to say to them 
the thousands of them that have been talking about COVID-19 and that have evidence that COVID-19 is real. What do you have to say then to all the people that have had to say goodbye to their loved ones through fucking FaceTime because they cannot go near them while they're dying? What do you have to say to them? What do you have to say for all the families that are stressed to the max because their grandparents or their aunts and uncles are in aged care and the virus is spreading like wildfire through aged care? What do you have to say to them? Oh no, you shouldn't have to worry about it. Nah, it's all good. They'll be fine. Like, honestly, how ignorant can you be to ignore the facts and just make up your own? Make up dangerous facts like this. It's just bullshit. And that's why I've got to come to my last point here, which I touched on earlier, with the fact of giving Karens a platform. So yesterday on the Today Show, one of the Karens came on and was given five minutes before Kyle cut her off because of a bullshit. She was given five minutes to talk about her dangerous views. She said that she said being forced to wear a mask during a pandemic was a breach of her human rights. She spoke about the virus being orchestrated. She said that the high rates of cases in Victoria is wrong. She said that this is all biochemically engineered. Um, And then she said that there is no actual proof that people are actually dying of COVID. And she was able to say this on national television to thousands of people across Australia. And probably more than that because that video is then now shared on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and Twitter. That five minutes of airtime, she was able to say all of that. That five minutes means there are thousands upon thousands of people listening to to those words. Now look, like probably 95% of those people would watch that and think, oh, she's crazy. Oh my God, what an idiot. But there might even be 5% or even less than that. They might even be 5% of people that think, hmm, she might have a point. I haven't actually seen someone die from COVID-19. Hmm, I don't know if it's real or not. Maybe I might look up good old Pete Evans and see what he's talking about. Giving a person this platform to be able to talk about this, it's just so messed up so fucking messed up and look on the show Kyle did drop off the interview after five minutes because he was sick and tired of her talking all this bullshit but she should not have been brought on in the first place her face her voice should not have been given a platform and now she's got her 15 minutes of fame now she's probably going to go on a current affair 60 minutes it's going to be some daily mail article about her and she's going to have a platform for all the anti-maskers anti-vaxxers out there that is why i am not saying her name and even though i am talking about her and maybe some of you may even think i'm giving her a platform i need to talk about this because this is really really messed up I know that we need to try and understand people and where they come from. I get it. I try and do it as much as I can. But these Karens, I just don't get it. It's just privilege. They just have so much privilege. That's all I see. I do not see someone that is trying to help. I do not see someone that is trying to undercover this secret that we all need to know. They are just shit stories that are just trying to make a scene, trying to get their 15 minutes of fame by endangering others with their views. I'm being a pain in the ass to staff, 
I have worked in retail and hospitality, and it is horrible when you get treated like shit by customers, and the thing is, you've got to be as fake as fucking possible. you got to put that big smile on your face and not scream at them, even though if you were on the other side of that counter and you were just a customer as well, and they were speaking to you like that, you'd be yelling at them. But because you're un- you are employed at that place, you got to put that fake smile on and just nod and be like, yes you're being a cunt, but I'm just going to nod and wait until you leave. Mm Mm-hmm. I've done that so many times. God, this is why I don't do well on retail and hospitality. Whoever does work in these services, whoever does work in these industries, like, I want to give you a big thing of flowers, chocolates, a hug. You just, you all amaze me so much. (sighs) Sorry, that rant... (laughs) That rant went on a little bit, but I'm just very, very angry and very upset right now. I can't even imagine what it's like for people that have been personally affected by COVID. Obviously, I've been affected by COVID-19, but what I mean as in people that have had relatives die from this virus. I can't imagine what they must be thinking, seeing these idiots on TV and on the internet just speak this bullshit and get so cranky over a piece of fucking fabric. (sighs) That's what I got to say about that. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Nasty Woman Club, The Catch-Up. On our next segment, we are going to be looking at mental health and how it is portrayed in the media, in particular with celebrity culture. So as you probably all know, over the past week or so, Kanye West has been experiencing a bipolar episode, a mental breakdown, and how the media has been handling this has been very interesting. So Kanye West is running for president, but during his campaign, people have been noticing certain things said and certain actions done that indicates that his mental health is not going well. Firstly, he did an interview for a magazine and in the interview, the interviewer said that he just went on a tangent for four hours straight. Um, He did a small rally and he spoke about how he almost let his daughter die and he was crying and screaming and again going on more tangents. And then this past week, he took to Twitter and posted all these controversial tweets. He slut-shamed his wife, Kim Kardashian, talking about her sex tape and then her appearing in Playboy. She also said that Kim was Kim and his mother-in-law, Kris Jenner, were trying to put him into a hospital. And it just kept unraveling and unraveling further. So then last week, Kim Kardashian took to Instagram and posted in her Instagram stories and made a statement about Kanye West and his bipolar disorder. Now, this is the first time that she has ever spoken about it openly. Kanye West has mentioned it before. Um, Several years ago, he mentioned it during an interview with David Letterman, said that he had bipolar. But this was the first time Kim Kardashian had ever spoken about it publicly. 
And in the statement, she said that she just, she is seeking the media to be kind and have empathy towards Kanye and the family. She spoke about how when you have someone go through a bipolar episode, it's very hard to handle the situation when they are not a minor. So I decided what better person to bring on the show to talk about these type of issues than Nahal from Celebrity Kind. She has been in the entertainment and celebrity pop culture industry for several years now. In fact, her website, Instagram and podcast, Celebrity Kind, is all about being kinder to celebrities, which a lot of media outlets aren't doing right now, especially with everything going on with Kanye West. This is Nahal. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today to talk about everything celebrity. Hi. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So for those of you that don't know, you are from, you are the founder of Celebrity Kind. So did you want to tell the listeners what that is before we go into your experience in the media entertainment industry? Yeah, sure. So Celebrity Kind is an online platform and podcast that I started that basically focuses on like honest and inspiring celebrity news. So I don't do gossip. I don't tear women down for their appearance. I don't body shame. I don't, you know, make up stories about Jennifer Aniston being pregnant for the hundredth time. Um, What I do focus on is their craft and their achievements, their humanitarian work and their kindness. Um, And I guess the reason that I chose to go down this particular path of celebrity journalism is partly because the images and the stories that we are bombarded with in the tabloids, I think sort of underestimates the intelligence of the average celebrity news consumer, but it also just tears us down. And like what I mean by that is if you're sitting in a hairdresser and you pick up a magazine about how awful Kim Kardashian's cellulite looks, or I don't know how, you know, this person's looking fat or this person's looking old, or this person's got too many wrinkles, we're tearing down ourselves because they are us, right? They're human just like us. So we're learning to not only hate ourselves, but we're also tearing other people down. So I guess one of my aims with Celebrity Kind is just to look at people's hearts rather than their abs or their appearance or whatever it is, um, and just look at how they're using their fame and influence. So, yeah, so I say just the inspiring stuff. That's my little catch line on my website. (laughs) It's a really great initiative that you've started, definitely. And it's definitely very relatable in today's climate right now in particular with mental health so before i go to the topic about kanye west and his um the discussions about mental health in the media right now about him you recently posted on your social media about your experience reporting on mental health and celebrities and way yeah. before and way before celebrity kind you were at this tipping point where you were told to write a story that was not ethical about um, Amanda Bynes when she was going through that mental health point in her life. Did you want to tell the listeners what exactly happened there? Yeah, so a few years ago, I was working as a news presenter at a um, pretty big radio station here in Sydney. And Amanda Bynes, who's the actress, you know, she's in what she is. She's the man. That's the one I always think of. Um, (laughs) Easy A, what a girl wants. Um, She was, like you said, going through a mental health crisis. And all the news stations were reporting it and and sharing photos of her looking absolutely dishevelled. And I didn't run the story. And the head of the newsroom at the time asked me why. And I told him it just didn't sit right with me. And um, I guess I should explain that in my particular bulletin, celebrity news stories were the kickers, we would call them, you know, a two-line sort of upbeat bit of fluffy news about a celebrity at the end of the bulletin. 
it wasn't some like in-depth analysis of a story. So if I had run it, it would have been something like, you know, and Amanda Bynes is at it again. She's been spotted at this particular place wearing this thing on her head saying this, you know, and you can check out the photos on our website. So it would have been just like, you know, two lines. Um, and to me, there was no real story about Amanda Bynes at the time. She was doing and saying things that were clearly the actions of someone who was struggling. And it felt like the other stations were detailing every little thing she did and said purely for the purpose of laughing at her. And I just thought that was mean. Um, and, you know, I just thought it's not right to turn someone in the middle of a mental health episode into a news story um, just for the sake of filling those two lines at the end of my bulletin and, you know, really for entertainment purposes. So then what happened is the guy above my boss came and found me uh, and blasted me for not running the story. Um, and what he basically said was, you know, don't be a dickhead, everyone's running it just run the story. Um, and I was a pretty young journalist then. I didn't say anything. I just sort of sat there. I wasn't going to speak back to him. Um, as it turned out, that was actually my last bulletin for the day anyway. So I never ended up doing the Amanda Bynes story on my shift. I don't know what happened afterwards. It's like, it's possible somebody else ran it, but I know that I didn't run it. And, you know, to me, whether someone is a celebrity or not, whether they've got one follower on social media or a million followers on social media, if they're going through a mental health crisis or episode or whatever you want to call it, and it's, you know, out in public or it's on a public platform like Twitter, should we be using their pain as entertainment? Like, should we be screenshotting it and spreading photos around of them in the middle of their crisis? And to me, the answer is an obvious no. You know, I think it's really irresponsible and unethical. And if we really care at all about mental health, like we say we do, then there must be a point where every person reporting on stories like these just stops and goes, you know, I need to do this differently. I need to cover this story with more care. This isn't right. And so, yes, yeah, so that was my little experience. And I guess having said all that, I can understand how hard it is to do in practice. Like I got away with it because in my situation, I'd already done my last bulletin when I was sort of confronted. Um, and I don't know what I would have done if I had more bulletins to do. And I had this guy on my back, you know, the big radio boss, the big guy up there um, telling me, no, nah, you've got to run it. Um, so, you know, I guess what I'm saying is there is this incredible pressure on journalists to be the first one to report things, the first one to post that photo of Amanda or Britney Spears or Kanye West because it then means, you know, more people will tune in and click on your station and stuff. So, you know, um, it is hard, but I hope that, you know, maybe my story might inspire someone, you know, some celebrity news journalists or upcoming journalists just to think twice about how they share the information or comment on something when it does involve a delicate topic like mental health. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, you got to think like, is that click or that, that person clicking on that website, is it worth you exploiting someone's mental health just for entertainment purposes, just to your business kind of thing? Exactly. Because at the end of the day, each and every one of us is contributing to what goes out into the world right now. We're contributing to what is spread online. So, you know, if everyone would just think, well, do I want to be that person who's potentially contributing to ridiculing someone or increasing the pain of someone going through a mental health episode, you know, I'd like to hope that the answer for everyone is no. So I want to bring in then Kanye West because he has been in the news the past couple of weeks a lot and then also for the past year as well. So first they want to say that he has bipolar disorder. Now, 
when the media has been discussing this, they're not self-diagnosing him. I want to make that clear with the listeners. He has spoken about it openly on uh, with David Letterman. And then also now recently, Kim Kardashian has spoken up about his bipolar. So I want to make that firstly clear that the media is not trying to quote unquote self-diagnose because I get that is problematic. But other than that, so then what has been your opinion the past couple of weeks with the media and how they have been reporting on Kanye West? Because I've noticed a very big shift from them making fun of him to now Mm. realizing that, uh, crap, we made a mistake. Have you seen the same thing happen? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's really sad. I think this whole thing that's playing out is extremely sad and extremely problematic. And, you know, it's something that none of us have really ever navigated before. Like this whole crossover of mental health and having things play out publicly on social media, you know, it's, I mean, it has happened in the past, but not on this level, I guess. Like, it really is just everywhere. And, you know, these days you post something on Twitter and it is all over the world in a second. Um, but, yeah, look, like you said, it's it's been really interesting to see that shift. Um, and so, you know, if we start from the very beginning, Kanye's case, I guess... I should say, is a little different to the whole Amanda Bynes situation that I was talking about before because she was minding her own business and the paparazzi were snapping photos of her and, and those photos were being spread online. With Kanye, he's writing the tweets himself. He's announcing that he wants to run for president. You know, it's all in a public forum. It's all out there already. And then there's the added layer that he's married to, you know, the biggest reality TV star in the world where everything's in the public eye anyway. Um, And on top of that, there's the whole mental health aspect. So like you said, he suffers from bipolar disorder. We've known this for probably a few years now. You know, I don't think there's a single journalist who could say that they didn't know that. We, you know, we know that he's got bipolar disorder. Um, And it's something that's not as openly spoken about or understood as other mental health issues, like maybe depression or anxiety. But basically, there's a lot of layers to the Kanye story and a lot of it is newsworthy. So it's not something that journalists can just step back and say, well, I'm not going to run it like I did with the Amanda Bynes thing. Um, But what I think we all need to do is focus on how the story is discussed. Um, So I happened to be on Twitter when Kanye was tweeting and it was erratic. It was broken sentences. You know, things weren't making sense. He was saying really hurtful and hateful things. Uh, And we've seen this before. It's happened before, you know, I can't remember what he was saying before, but, you know, it's happened in the past and we've known that that was related to his uh, mental health issues. Um, And in the aftermath of his tweeting, I noticed the media had three reactions that I could see. And so there were the publications that shared everything he said and did with very little context or discussion to his mental health. And they essentially used him for entertainment value and clickbait, you know, they know that Kanye's got a huge pull in terms of audience. So they put this, you know, a story after story after story out there saying Kanye did this. Look at what Kanye's doing now. Look at what Kanye's saying now. And I would say they know exactly what they're doing when they write these stories. They are getting the eyeballs to their site so that they can get more clicks, so that they can get more advertising dollars. And it's a whole money thing at the end of the day. You know, Kanye's having a meltdown. Great. This is going to make great entertainment for everyone. And it's sort of played out like a circus or a reality TV program. And they just want to get as many viewers as they possibly can. That is obviously really dangerous because there are so many more, there are much broader implications here. So it's not only damaging to Kanye and his family when his mental health's used for entertainment value, 
but it's actually also really damaging to anyone who's ever been through a mental health struggle, who's ever feared that they will be laughed at if they share their story or if they try to get help. You know, it can make people with similar issues feel more isolated. There are a whole, you know, list of things that are problematic with dealing with a, um, you know, with this whole Kanye thing as if it is an entertainment news story. But so that was like one of the main reactions, like you said. Mm -hmm. The second one was that there were publications that could see that something was going on in relation to his mental health. Um, and they did give his actions and tweets context, but they also tended to give commentary on how he should be helped or what Kim should be doing or what she's doing wrong. And in fact, there was a lot of that. Like, I don't know if you noticed, but there was just a lot of judgment. And I would say the majority of radio shows and podcasts that I listened to were covering, covering the story initially, um, you know, they, they were taking that sort of approach. Well, why aren't they doing this? Why isn't Kim getting her husband some help? Mm-hmm. They're so hopeless. You know, if it, if it was my family, I'd be doing this. Um, they've got all the money in the world. Why aren't they doing this and that and so on? Um, which, again, is extremely problematic because really, what do any of us know about what they are actually going through? We've seen a couple of Twitter posts and maybe a few videos, and now we are suddenly experts making judgments about how they should be reacting or, you know, what they should be doing, which really is quite ridiculous. Um, and, and again, you know, when we do, there are all the broader implications that I talked about before. You know, it does impact everyone it does impact everyone who's ever had a mental health issue. It isn't, it's, it's actually, you know, it goes beyond Kanye in a way. So really quite dangerous, I think, to do that in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third reaction, which I noticed, and I don't know how many people I noticed doing this, not many, I would have to say, uh, but basically the third reaction was to simply report what was happening, give it context by discussing Kanye's you know, bipolar disorder, and then kind of just leaving it at that, not judging them, not, or not judging him, not attacking Kim for not doing enough, not creating these narratives about Kanye and his mental health for the sake of entertainment. Um, And, you know, I just think it's really important for these news organisations that are running this story to really think about how they're discussing it given that we know Kanye lives with bipolar and we've known that for a few years, given that, you know, credible sources were saying his family was worried about his mental health. I just think when we're armed with that information, we can't be going, hey, look at what Kanye's saying now and creating this platform for him to essentially be laughed at because all we're doing is using him and his mental health situation for entertainment value. And that, to me, when you're a major news or entertainment publication is, is you know, really really irresponsible um so i guess with celebrity kind i made the conscious decision not to write any more about kanye on my platform the moment i realized he was in a moment of struggle because i wanted to give him and his family the space that i would want if i were a public figure going through something like this and you know a lot of my readers supported that i you know posted my stories and things and really that's all it came down to putting myself in his shoes or his Yeezys is that what they're called (laughs) yeah yeah because as Kim Kardashian said in her um, statement that she made on her Instagram stories is that he's not a minor he's not under the age of 18 her and his loved ones don't have control over his behavior and I think it hurts I think it hurts somewhere in the U.S. when someone is going through an episode they do have there is lack there is a lack of control that they can have over the person to protect them and when you got social when you have social media at your fingertips 
it's just so easy to just say and blurt out anything. And even if it's on the web for yeah. one second, you know, people will screenshot it. As you said, they will save it. They will report on it. And um, something else that I noticed a lot of people claiming that Kanye West was doing was he was promoting his album and was promoting his presidential um, campaign by writing all these erratic tweets because they were saying like, oh, the Kardashians, they, you know, they are always... Um, how do they, how do they word it? Um, the Kardashians, like looking for publicity. Yeah. Like looking for, for a pl- right. publicity through drama, looking for a certain narrative to create drama, to promote his album and his presidential campaign. But it's just like, you can't just then leave out all the other stuff that he said and he done and just say, Oh, he's actually just faking that. He's not faking that. Did you not see the video of him crying at his presidential campaign and him just what was it? He did an interview with, was it Variety? I'm trying to think what interview he did. And he apparently, oh, yeah. and he apparently just spoke to them for hours. Like, wouldn't you think something's a bit off here? Something's yeah. wrong. Yeah. I think I, I can't remember what the publication was, but I know what you're talking about. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, the interviewer said it was a, a four hour interview and he rambled on the whole time. And yeah, definitely a red flag, right? Like it definitely sort of should make you alert and go, okay, should I be, exposing everything that he's saying when he's in this state of mind um but yeah look that the whole publicity thing i think that's really interesting because i mean it's true like the kardashians have done that in the past i'm sure i mean i don't know that they've ever admitted to it but i'm sure there have been situations where they have you know set things up for publicity purposes i mean their entire business is based around that um but i think i you know I just think this would be really taking it too far if they really were doing something like that this time round. You know, I don't believe it. Uh, mm. And people are in, entitled to their opinions, I guess. You know, there are going to be people who do believe it's all, you know, to promote his album or, or whatever it is. Um, and, and yeah, look, I guess the main idea is that we just don't know. Like, we just don't know. And I think we should give him the benefit of the doubt because, you know, it is, you know, he does have this mental health issue. And if we don't give him the benefit of the doubt, then, I mean, how poorly are we treating this, you know, this this person who is in the spotlight? And I know that sort of, every time I say things like that, people go, oh, but they're celebrities. They're not entitled to, you know, privacy or whatever or respect. They have to be able to deal with the public scrutiny and it comes with the territory. And man, I really hate it when I hear people say that because it means that if you're famous, you're no longer seen as human. You're seen as an object that can be treated however the public wants to treat you. Um, and, you know, I always say, well, it doesn't matter how much money you earn or how famous you are or how many followers you have, you can still get depressed or suffer from anxiety or end up committing suicide. And I think as a society, we tend to forget that. We think, oh, but they've got so much money. You know, what are they going to be depressed about? Um, and I think that just shows a huge lack of understanding of what mental ill health actually is. It doesn't discriminate. Um, and, you know, we're in a space where we're talking about mental health more. We're trying to destigmatize it. We've got, you know, things like Are You OK Day and days dedicated to understanding depression and stuff. Uh, but we still look at celebrities and think that oh, none of that applies to them, which is ridiculous and also dangerous because the reality is that none of us are immune to being the next celebrity. And people always stop and go, you know, what are you talking about, Nahal, when I say that? But 
we're living in an age where literally anybody can suddenly become famous, whether they want to or not. You don't have to be a Hollywood star anymore. You could just be you posting on the Nasty Woman Club website and, you know, your, your website explodes and tomorrow you've got 32 million followers, you know, which is kind of what happened to Addison Rae on TikTok. She was just dancing mm. and, you know, went to bed one night, woke up the next morning and she did have 32 million followers. Um, so none of us are immune to this happening. And can you imagine, like, being at your lowest, lowest point and having people spread images of you at your low point all over the internet and commenting on that low point and giving their opinions about what you're doing wrong and why you're a failure and why your family sucks and what your family should be doing. You know, I just, I would love to see a little more empathy from everyone when it comes to, you know, what we write, what we share and what we talk about on the internet. That was Nahal from Celebrity Kind. Make sure you head on over to the Celebrity Kind website, podcast and instagram page for all your news stories on celebrity news without the toxic gossip i'll put the links in today's show notes thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the nasty woman club the catch-up for more news stories on intersectional feminism make sure you head on over to the nastywomanclub.com and also head on over to the nasty woman club facebook page and instagram page don't forget to also join the nasty woman club the catch-up facebook group so we can all discuss the topics spoken about in today's episode and other news issues and events happening in the world of intersectional feminism i'm your host demi lynch and i will see you all on thursday for my episode where I interview an inspiring person with an inspiring story. You're listening to The Nasty Woman Club. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.